Hello, welcome once again to Sean. What is the, this podcast called? Cortana's Communiques. The Halo Podcast, a weekly t- episode podcast on the television series Halo on Paramount Plus. Uh, we are part of the Dark Discussions News Network, which is www.darkdiscussions.com, and you can find multiple things there, including this podcast, among other podcasts, and release notices and articles and whatnot. I'm one of your co-hosts, Philip, from the state of New Hampshire in the U.S. of A., and with me in the state of New York. Hi, this is Mike. Mike, how's it going? I'm fine, Phil. How are you? All right. And in the Commonwealth of Virginia? Hey, this is Barrett. Barrett, what's going on, man? Ah, it's going good. Excellent. And in the province of Alberta, Canada. Hey, everyone, it's Sean. Hope you're doing well. Yep, we're all doing well here. So, um, once again, uh, this is a discussion on the TV series. So, uh, we try to get episodes out every week. Uh, the show is premieres or the weekly episodes premiere on Thursdays and we usually record on Sundays and try to release them on Mondays. Uh, the last four weeks there were some uh, complications so we've been uh, releasing on Tuesday. Uh, this week will be the last Tuesday episode. For folks who are curious, today is May 2nd, 2022. Uh, starting next week we will be able to record again on Sundays and get the episodes out uh, hopefully early mornings on Mondays. Uh, so our next episode will be on the date of the 9th, uh, May 9th. Um, so we're here to talk about episode six of the podcast. Uh, I mean, of the, the television series. So this is a episode six of the podcast, not including the five minute intro uh, to set up the the feed. Um, and we're going to talk about that episode, which is called Solace. As in soulless, not soulless, as in no soul. Um, so uh, we can get into a couple other things, which is uh, uh, who is Dark Discussions News Network? Uh, basically, as stated, it's a bunch of podcasts. Uh, we do uh, t- things, topics such as movies, and as you can see here, TV shows. Uh, the original podcast was called the Dark Discussions Podcast and still goes on weekly. Is released weekly episodes, and um, it was the reason why the whole network is called Dark Discussions. Um, we also have an email, darkdiscussions at aol.com, which you can email us um, off to here, this podcast, and we will read your email on the podcast. And you can also go to contact us menu choice on darkdiscussions.com, which will also open up an email box, and you can fill an email in that way, too. And uh, if you want, just put in the subject Cortana or Halo or something like that, and uh, we'll know that it's hey, for, assholes. This, for this podcast. <laughs> and uh, I'm sure we've gotten a few of those. I don't know. Usually they, they, we get it in the body, of the, uh, and they don't put in the subject because they know they, we won't open it. Um, but uh, basically, <laughs> uh, if you do send an email, we will uh, read it on the podcast here. And um, so your thoughts on any of the episodes, uh, anything we've talked about, your opinions, and whatnot. Uh, cordial. Cordial emails. Indeed. Uh, <laughs> one, one thing uh, else on the website. Uh, what, what, what's that, Sean? What, what can people find there on the website? I believe you're talking about the Patreon function, which is 
where the listeners who are able to financially can uh, give a little bit back to the podcast because uh, you guys all do the podcast for free and there's a whole bunch of costs involved for having a podcast. And so it's nice if you can somehow give a little bit back. And what you can do is for every $5 a month that you donate, you get to pick a movie. And what happens is that movie goes into a raffling system so that at the quarter of in the year, then what will happen is the one of the movies will get picked and it could be your movie. And then it gets, you get to have a review done for it. Yep. That's right. And that's for, right. Okay. And for every $5 that you donate, you get a movie choice. So if you say donate $5 a month, you get one choice, but if you say donate $15, then you could have three choices of the same movie or three separate choices, however you want to do it each month. Absolutely. And any uh, money, uh, that folks want to donate uh, is greatly appreciated because, again, this is uh, all free. Uh, we don't have any advertisers, uh, not, not because we don't want them, but we just haven't really uh, went uh, and gone looking. Um, uh, that's pretty much it there. Uh, we do have a, a yearly meetup where the network meets up, which is going to be August 19th weekend of 2022 in Mystic, Connecticut, which uh, will include this podcast as well as Dark Discussions podcast and any of the other podcasts on the network. So you get to meet all the co-hosts. We uh, go see a film. We go to Mystic Pizza um, and have dinner. And then we uh, do a, a podcast uh, live uh, after the movie as well, um, among other things. So uh, uh, any information on that, you can follow us at Dark Discussions podcast Facebook group, or you can just email uh, us here at Dark Discussions and we will uh, give you the information. Uh, so anytime you hear the word dark discussions, that really means basically this podcast, since this is really a subset podcast of the network. Um, all right. So uh, I guess we can get into our topic tonight, which is, uh, once again, the episode six, Solace, S-O-L-A-C-E, which uh, came out April 28th, 2022, and uh, directed by Jonathan Liebesman, who was the director of the prior episode as well. Um, and so uh, let's get into our, I guess, thoughts on uh, this episode. So uh, we'll start with you, Barrett. I really like this episode. I enjoyed the the movement of the plot as well as just the focus on Master Chief. And uh, I thought they did a really good job on it. And there was barely Quan. <laughs> Maybe a few seconds, and that really made me happy. Uh, yes, all right, sounds good. Uh, Mike, what about you? Yeah, uh, weirdly enough, I think um, this may be my favorite episode since I think the second, and like, kind of like the second, there wasn't much action in it. Uh, I just thought it was really well focused, um, and you know, it had all the characters, <clears throat> say for two, together in one place doing the same thing. Uh, and it can move in the story along, and I appreciate that. So, yeah, I liked it quite a bit. All right. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, I, I thought this was a really solid episode as well. Um, I actually uh, watched it over the weekend uh, at my hotel room in uh, New York City. I was uh, down there for a trip, um, and, yeah, I enjoyed it really a lot. It was uh, um, one of my favorite episodes, uh, I think, the last two episodes, this one and the prior one, 
uh, both directed by uh, Jonathan Liebesman, uh, have been my two favorite episodes. And oddly, this episode not having action in it at all, uh, really. So, um, yeah, it, it, it was pretty a solid episode. So, yeah, uh, thumbs up. Uh, Sean? Uh, yes. <clears throat> Sorry, I would, I would agree that I probably enjoyed one of the – this is one of the most favorite episodes so far for this, this series so far. Uh, I liked pacing. I enjoyed uh, the fact that it was much more focused on a certain group of characters. Uh, as I joked with people, uh, having 0.01% of Quan storyline was more than acceptable for me. And uh, just excited uh, where they kind of left it at the end. So I think it was really good. All right, sounds good. Um, for folks who are curious, we uh, spoil everything because we aren't a review podcast alone. We also critique and dissect. Uh, so we'll talk about anything and everything about the episode that we feel that is interesting. Uh, but then again, most people who are listening to a podcast on the television series Halo uh, most likely have already seen the, the episode and are fans of the show and, and just want um, after show feedback and opinions. And that's kind of what we're doing here. Um, so uh, that is our, I don't, I don't want to call it a warning, but our, our uh, synopsis of what we do here. So, all right, where do we want to start? Uh, how do we want to start? Um, Let's start with the opening sequence with uh, Master Chief dealing with Halsey in the, the lab. Oh, that was awesome. That, that was so great. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, at, at this point, we're pretty pretty sure that Halsey is a um, amoral person. <laughs> she, she, she's morally ambivalent, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be honest, everybody, all the humans, not including the Spartans that are on the show, are, are dinks, except for um, the, Miranda. the Miranda. Miranda, exactly. Well, yeah. here's the thing. I mean, there's morally ambivalent. And there's and then there's just amoral and everyone. I was having this this comment on a on a Better Call Saul page uh, where all the characters have shading of black and white. And not everybody is 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 perfectly good and righteous, and not everybody is just a mustache twirling villain. But they're, but they're all criminals on that show, right? Uh, mostly. Um, yeah. But. Um, we're not, we're not talking about, you know, no, uh, but you're here, you're company about, or something. No, know? but here you're talking about soldiers and politicians. And so, yeah, yeah. You, you, you recognize sometimes you'd have to do things that are, uh, that maybe are, are, are great, not, not easy to <laughs> classify as perfectly right. Or you have to sometimes do make tough, tough choices. Right. But, uh, Halsey just is a manipulative bitch, right? She's just. I yes. mean, not that I'm against experimenting on she children. Is. Well, no, I want to comment on that. I want to comment on that because I still I think mentally she thinks she's doing it for the right reasons. So I would not call her amoral. She mm. thinks that she's manipulating and it's going to save the human race. Well, yeah, but does she seem like she feels bad about what she did? A, a lot of no. dictators think that way. You know, like Hitler was doing it for mother germany and stalin was doing it for the mother you know russia and and mao Zedong was doing it but more but know. amoral is more knowing that you're doing wrong but doing it anyway i think she knows she's doing wrong she doesn't care it's no i think i, I think she thinks it's the right thing to do because it's more important that she save humanity 
That's where I think she's coming from. I, I think you're yeah, right, but I also but don't think she's she not cares. going through the. And nor is she going through the proper channels, right? I mean, I mean, what made she her believes choose? she's the only person that could make it happen. That's the other she's problem. Quite an yeah. ego. She's, yeah. she's got a huge ego that makes her think that she's the one that can make well, all this perfect. I, I, I'll say this: I, I agree with both you, Mike, and you, Barrett, because um, I do too. That's my problem. <laughs> yes, yeah, because all of us know, even if Barrett is making this point, know that her doing any of these things would put someone in jail for life uh, or even, you know, other type of uh, prison. But in her eyes, being as, uh, I guess, insane, I guess that's the only term I can think of. <laughs> psychopathic. Um, psychopathic. She believes that she's doing good. And when people die or people are used or people are whatever to her, it's just, um, uh, I guess, I guess the the, the side effect. Or, yeah, she's, or, break, she's breaking the eggs for the omelet. Yeah, <laughs> but it's also yeah, that it's, ego. That doesn't mean it's right. right. But but in her eyes, she may not even think she's doing evil. Right. Well, she's, again, it's that ego and that like she's like you were mentioning. She's the only one who can do this. So whatever she does is okay. Yeah, everything, well, I don't, everything, everything okay. is collateral damage to to getting to the to the right. Goal. And I don't think she's doing any direct killing. So for her, it's a little more to her. To her, I only mean her. It's a little more gray, you know. Like, oh, that just happened because you know I needed I do, this to happen. I do think it's it's definitely psychopathic though, and and I'll say the reason why is because if it was her, and when bad things happen to her. It's outrageous, right? Like, like what what we're talking about—that whole scene of him putting right. her in there, right? Well, when it happens to other people, what I'm doing good, I'm I'm, I'm saving the the world. You know, I think that's whatever. the first time she's ever seen that kind of danger before, too. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, technically, uh, if this this was you know Russia, and and it was her leader was Putin, she would have already been you know uh, poisoned or something, but. <laughs> Uh, here, where we have people who just play politics uh, versus authoritarian rule, they have to outmaneuver, and the admiral is trying to outmaneuver and, and, and basically, um, I guess, similar to uh, that FBI agent that had the baby in Ozark, Sean, right? Where, yes. <laughs> where they do something and then they put him on a desk job and just eliminate them, but you're still wonderful. It's just that you're not with us anymore. And you're not going to cause problems. <laughs> uh, Mike, do you think she's a psychopath? Uh, I think she's probably, you know, one of your favorite terms is a bit of a sociopath. Um, you know, she has that wonderful little moment of humanity with her daughter. And then it turns out it's all a lie. <laughs> uh, yeah. You know, so that's, that, that, that's, like I said, you know, uh, most of us, all of us have had to put an animal down in the past, right? We had to put a pet down or have the vet put them down. And, and we, we, you know, we know that it's something that you do and it's necessary and you have to do it, but we tend to feel bad about it after. Right. Right. And she's just like, 
oh my god, I'm going to have to experiment on people in order to get to save humanity. This is great, you know. Just like, <laughs> uh, you know, that's that's the wrong response. That is not the response of a of a normal human being. Now, if you know, maybe that is. It's like, uh, you know, we had to do it. I regretted doing it, but you know, we were losing thousands of people a day. This is the only way to save the human race. Okay, fine. Uh, they don't but, seem to be at that point yet, though. Well, one, they don't seem to be at that point, and two, <laughs> again, she just, it was like, she just is like, but my theories, you know? It's right. Like, my hypothesis is right. Look the how per- good I am. The perfect like, example is her uh, trying to pretend to be human and, and acting like she feels bad to the new doctor. And Amanda, uh, yeah. she was smart enough to realize that it was all just, you know, her trying to manipulate her. But you could see in just her furtive little glances that she didn't really feel bad. She just was pretending human emotion. Yes. Hello. I'm acting my sadness right now. Let me out. (laughs) Right. And and Mike made a good point because uh, for folks who who may have missed it somehow, um, Miranda is is Halsey's daughter. And and so she can even like – you know, disreg- look at her daughter as collateral as crap too. Not as you know, you know. I don't, I don't know. There's, there's, I don't even know if there's love there, right? I mean, right, because well, right. she took over her mom's job, and then she gets a message already from her saying, "Come see me before she can do anything." Right. <laughs> and the fact is that Halsey's kept her down. Yeah, even talk about it that, that she's intentionally kept her down. And like, maybe it's different than her dad's concern for her where he's concerned maybe about her welfare or it doesn't feel like Halsey's concerned about her welfare well and it's, she's she's smart and has empathy yes that's the difference between her and her mom you're, you're getting in the way of my work get out of my way yeah I, I do like what you said Sean about how the father screws Miranda over a lot too but it's more because he doesn't want her to necessarily get involved in the the, or get the, hurt, yeah. Or get the, hurt. Oh, right, right. Wow. He genuinely cares about her. Whereas, yeah. yeah. yeah well, well, that's where the empathy yeah. has to come from. <laughs> can't come from. Yeah, can't, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Um, so let's get back to that scene that we were we we, we kind of got off to that Halsey's, uh, I guess, antisocial personality disorder. But we were talking about the lab, Sean. Um, right. So basically, what it is is what it's it's Cortana is Cortana a slave to Halsey, or is does she work independently from both Halsey and the Master Chief? And, and so Master, Master Chief, Chief is, yeah, yeah. Go Sorry. ahead and explain explain what Master Chief tries to do to figure this out. So what? Yeah, so he's trying to find number one how much control she actually has over him. Because we know that she can shut his down, his neural path or whatever down, right? Yeah. But he wants to know if she can control his actual decision-making process and stuff. And so he basically starts telling it the, the story of the scientist who had modernized the whole fleet and how he was so brilliant and such a genius, but had like one thing he didn't think about, and that was the thing that killed him. And so basically he ends up blocking Halsey in her lab and then is telling Cortana, stop me, stop me. 
And basically there's the countdown and Halsey's freaking out and Cortana's freaking out because she can't stop him. And he basically lets it go, you know, you know, countdown thing, blah, blah, blah. Uh, and then stops it and pulls Halsey out. But it was just like the whole test to see. It was a how brilliant. Much control. Oh, it was great. Brilliant was, plan. Right. Because Cortana, yeah. because Cortana was um, saying stop, but she wasn't forcing him to stop so he had to wait all the way to zero seconds because he wasn't convinced he was just thinking cortana was hoping he would stop but ultimately she would force him to open up the the door and save halsey but she didn't and so he had to save halsey and and that's when he found out cortana's limitations of power upon him yeah that was really awesome i love that Right at the and end, is, where, he's, yeah. where he say, states that that was his whole purpose, and then yeah. tells Halsey that like that's the last time you're safe. You're yeah, exactly. Whatever's coming next to you, good luck. Yeah, I'm not going to protect you anymore. <laughs> right, right. Um, so that was an interesting thing. So we we learn, I guess, a little more backstory on on Cortana. Uh, as well, and and it was probably necessary because, as we saw, how she shut him down in uh, a, a prior episode. Um, for upcoming episodes, I, I guess they they needed us to know that she couldn't just do that at any point um, because um, if something happened and she doesn't do it, we would be confused. But this this basically. Uh, was an exposition moment, to be honest. That whole scene was really an exposition moment for us, I guess, the audience to understand Cortana's, I guess, lack of, of power. over. The problem is now he's let Halsey know that he knows the limits. She could still shut him down. But that's true. Yep. But so, now she also knows she, can't, she doesn't know what to expect of him because that came, she totally surprised her. Yeah, she was not expecting that, and she she almost could have died because of it. Now he becomes the wild card. Yes, for her. So because she still needs him, but right. how much? Like she can't trust him. So and her right. her version of trust is I control you. Right, exactly. Right. <laughs> and he's right. just broken her control. And yeah, right. and, and so and we all also know that that other folks of in power both the military politically are uh, questioning both master chief and Kai now um, yep. and thinking the spying program, there's some quote unquote something wrong um, because they don't know that the emotion, uh, whatever that thing's called, uh, take away's emotion, that thing has been removed from those two. And they don't know that yet. No one knows that except for, I guess, um, Halsey and Cortana, right? And Miranda too. Yeah, yeah. I guess Miranda does know that. Yeah. She hasn't told anybody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't even know if she was told or if she just common sense. She figured it out based off of her interaction. She figured it out with yeah. With she figured Kai. it out with Kai. Yeah, when yeah. Kai dyed her hair. Yeah. And she said, "You better be careful because uh, Halsey will get rid of you." She doesn't like defections. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, all right, so uh, where else do we want to go? 
Well, then the, what the next sequence is uh, Master Chief talking to Kai because she's still struggling from injuries and in the, the sequence from the battle. And there's like that kind of a nice moment where he just, you know, is supporting her, which I thought was really nice because it shows again, like his growth as a character. Yeah, he basically says that she doesn't have to worry, right? Yeah. I mean, and that he he needs her. He want like he needs her help, but get you know take your time or whatever kind of thing. Just like take care of yourself, and just let he understands her. So I think that was cool. And then because she even asked him like, should we tell the other two Spartans? And he's like, we'll tell them when they're ready. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And I, I'm thinking, but by the well, maybe not the end of this season, but somewhere, assuming those two characters are still alive, we'll, we'll probably have their um, emotion delimitator or whatever it's called. Uh, as well. Yeah, emotion, emotion blocker. blocker. That's perfect. Thank you, Barrett. Yeah, so I'm assuming they're going to probably have theirs removed too, maybe. But we'll find out. Um, as, as I'd, be, I'd be curious if there will be a dissenter among the three. That's possible. Um, Well, well, the two that are left. um, If I had to guess, yeah, to which one, I think it would might be. uh, Is it Riz? Who's Riz? The black guy or the girl? I don't know. I think it's Riz, and I think is is one thirty four. Well, which which one do you think it is? The girl or the the guy? I think the Riz is the guy, and I think okay. So uh, you think he's going to be the? Yeah, he seems very. And Vanek is, I think, yeah. is O twenty eight. I think is the is the is the girl is the sniper. Right. Okay. So you're thinking the sniper will will go along, but the the other guy, the guy, will will probably be less apt to want to do it. It's just a guess, and it could be a a a general gender bias. Number one. Uh, mm-hmm. Or, or another possibility might be uh, just because he has presented himself as like a cold, hard badass. Yes, he has. Yeah, yeah. And he seems perfectly at home being a killing machine. Right, right, right. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. And we so haven't I, really seen a lot with, with the other one. Right, right, right. Yeah, I, I would concur with that. I would concur. With that. Yeah, the, the big scene with her, with uh, the sniper was her talking to Kai um, after Kai popped it out, um, and then the big scene with uh, the guy was um, I think last episode when they were talking to him and he he was kind of defensive about whatever that topic was. I can't even remember it, but yeah, yeah. And there's a sequence, too, in that uh, stuff with Master Chief or Kai is, like, realizing just how the depths of the lies and treachery of Halsey, thinking about, you know, how the explanation of her, you know, the clone or whatever, dying and her family thinking she's dead and all the stuff that she's lost in that process. April Fool's! (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you I was just gonna say that that's the thing about these Spartans is they like like in the U.S. For, because we do have listeners outside of the U.S. Um, or even Canada for that matter. Um, at least in the U.S. that we have the um, like the Marines and you know uh, once a Marine always a Marine. Uh, people who join the Marines really 
are apt to want to fight because you know unlike um uh, air force or navy um marines are actually soldiers that have to you know fight versus you know navy and air force which most of those folk like 90 something percent are more um administrative or engineering or technical folk rather than actually fighting and and so anybody who joins the marines you know they're quote unquote badass not to sound stereotypical while the spartans that we see they look like or appear to be like marines but the pro- difference is is that they weren't they didn't choose to be marines so once oh, you yeah. pop out that little thing the emotion blocker the real um personality comes out and it may be that they were n- were never going to be military people you know uh, had they not been kidnapped by Halsey so now we have this weird um uh, mix of a killing machine yet trying to deal with the fact of who they used to be before they were kidnapped and and so Kai and um Master Chief but Kai especially are are a bit confused I feel and, well, she's having uh, a lot of trauma right yeah yeah exactly mental trauma never mind uh the, the, what the happened during the battle yeah yeah exactly emotional slash mental yeah and I mean I think that's a good reveal right because it's it shows like Honestly, if you found that stuff out, how would you deal with it? Right. right. It would be overlo- you would be overloaded, you know? Well, and especially living uh, a profession and job that you didn't choose, right? Yep. Again, that was why, why I used that analogy with the, the Marines, because Marines yep. usually choose to be Marines. But these folks weren't, you know, and now they're suddenly like, this, is all, this whole thing's a lie, in a sense, you know? Um but they're they're they are what they are at this point, so they got to you know figure out how to balance balance all that in their mind. Um, well, and then you can also ask the question though: is how much do they care, right? Yeah. I mean, fundamentally, right? When you get right down to it, we are who we are, and how much does it really matter if we're happy with how we are? Doesn't how much does it matter? how we got to be how we are. Do you follow? Yeah. yeah so, well, has a, oh, go on. Keep on. Go uh, so on. that's my, my point about the, about the one guy who seems to be like really, you know, um, a hardcore badass kind of guy. I, you know, uh, they never took my uh, pet, pet pig away. Uh, was it Ivan the yeah. Terrible? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. Um, you know, and then he did it himself and doesn't seem to resent it. Now, maybe there's going to be a twist and it'll turn out that he'll get his chip removed and he's just a big old teddy bear. You know, there's all sorts of ways they can play around with that as to who among them is going to be the one that just is really, you know, totally hoo-ha, yay Marines. Uh, But I wouldn't be surprised. I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. That would be kind of the interesting way to go, I think. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and and that's that's fair too. Uh, there, there was this uh, weird interview I heard on uh, way back. I haven't listened to the the show in fifteen, twenty years, if if not longer, to be honest. Um, but um, Howard Stern, he was interviewing someone once, and the woman said that you know talked about her her childhood where she was 
molested and all this other stuff by, you know, sexually assaulted as a kid and all this. And she, and oddly she said that even all, all those terrible things that happened to her, she's very happy in her skin as she is today. So those things are terrible. And obviously if she had a choice back in the day, she probably wouldn't have chosen, but she said that she wouldn't change anything because of the human being she felt she was today. So you could be right, Mike, that these people who were kidnapped and tortured and, and experimented and even chopped up by palsy, even after they lose the chip, they may be pissed, but they may also be, I'm still, I still love this job. This is great. You know? So it'll be interesting to see if, if they go that route um, because both so far, Kai and Master Chief have showed a little more humanity. Um, and I'm not saying that that the hoo-ha, you know, Marine wouldn't have humanity either, but it'll be curious to see if they go, I don't care. I, this was a great life, you know? So I don't know, even after the chips popped out. Wouldn't it be um, interesting if both the, the last two are don't go the way that uh, Kai and Master Chief went? Yeah. That would be interesting because then you would have them like basically become like the enemy, right? Well, or, or, or well, I don't know if they'd be enemies. Yeah, I mean they could ha- go that route too. Yeah, where there's like enemies, but it also could be where there's just more tension between all of them too. But but, but you know, just passion, you know, on, on in the moment versus actual enemy, but. Either way, they they could go that route, some some sort of thing like that, Sean. Yeah. Um, let's see. Uh, what else do we want to talk about uh, in the episode? Um, specifically, specific scenes or odd plot points that they're they're building. Anything? Well, I mean, we could we... skip to the end sequence. Yeah, all right, all right, yeah, yeah, we we can jump around. Yeah, we're we're not, you know, we're not just narrating the episode. So yeah, let's jump around. So let's talk about that. Go go ahead. So when he gets the when he gets the vision, touching or like touching the the artifact thing again for way too long, and then he gets that vision where basically his whether I don't know consciousness or whatever you want to say is transported to Halo, and he and McKee are on the Halo together. And they have yeah. like an interaction. Like it was cool because you finally, okay, we finally get to see the Halo. They actually are playing the actual like Halo music with the choral chanting and stuff. And it was like, this is what we've been building to is finally getting here. And I know this is just a vision, but at least it gives you the the hope that like we're getting closer and closer to actually being there. Yeah, um, let's, let's let's get into that and the build up to that scene uh, before we actually even, as sure. well as talk about the the Halo itself. But Mackie, um, so they, they find out that they both Mackie and Master Chief have a different uh, strand of DNA. That's like one in two billion. They said chance that would happen, um, and you know you have two people now in the same building that have this which is remarkable when you think about it uh and they are the ones that can interact with the artifacts now the thing that was interesting about this one was is that obviously mackie is is 
there for nefarious reasons. But even if she doesn't get to touch the artifact, she could have some sort of um, what is it? Uh, a tele or ESP or something that that connects her to telepathy. Is that what it is that when when they're connected and yeah. they, they go into that same dream or, or vision? Yeah, yeah, I guess so. That works, Mike. Yeah. So I I uh, was curious people's thoughts on that, Mike. What did, what did you think of that? Um, and and Mackie, what what's Mackie's ultimate goal too? Uh, that I'm not sure. I mean, part of this is like watching the Star Wars special editions where you're like. You know, <laughs> clearly Mackie was never there, and then suddenly they've just put her in the story, and like something doesn't quite belong here. Um, so I and I don't know the point of having her there any more than I don't know the point of having Quan there. Um, I'm guessing the point of having Mackie there is just to give us a perspective from the Covenant point of view that doesn't cost a shit ton of money. Mm. Yeah, I mean that—that's mm. my guess. But sure, sure. Um, it's sort of—I don't know. It's—it's it's just like, oh, look, you've got Halo and Master Chief and the Covenant and Cousin Oliver, and, and it's ju- just—just <laughs> no, just something just doesn't 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 fit right here. And I'm not saying she's wrong, and I'm not really saying she's out of place. I'm just saying that it's just a weird remix that I'm getting. Um, another one I always use as an example is if you've ever seen, um, if you're familiar with the show Spam a lot. I've heard of it, but not familiar yep. with it. Yep. Okay, so Spam a lot was basically uh, Mighty Pythons uh, and the Holy Grail adapted for Broadway. And what it does is it takes bits from Monty Python and the Holy Grail, and it takes bits from other Monty Python movies and skits, and then takes brand new material and mixes it all together. And so. You, the first time I watched it, it had this weird dissonance because I see things that are very familiar in proper context, things that are very familiar, but in a completely different context because they insert in the Holy Grail and then things I've never seen before. And that's sort of what I'm feeling here. It's like I'm getting Halo and not Halo with new stuff like, like wedged into it. And I'm not saying it's bad. It's just like I really don't – I know where the rest of it's going. I don't know where they're going with her, just like I don't know where they're going with Quan. The difference being that with Quan – it has no relation right now to the main story and has is not going in a direction that when I sat down to watch Halo Episode 1, I had any interest in going in at all. I wanted to see them get to the ring. I certainly understand why fans may be feeling a sense of blue balls that it's taken this long just to get to see the Halo, you know, the thing that the series is named after. <laughs> uh, it's taken, what is it, six episodes? Yep. Yes, sir. They can six episodes to get there, and even then, and they're not even there. Just, it's, it's just a vision, it. right? Yeah. It's just a vision. It's not even really the thing. You know, it's sort of like the, uh, I guess, for Game of Thrones, it's the, and the zombies are walking, and they're going to walk for about eight years before we finally <laughs> pay that story <laughs> off. You mean the whites? Yeah, the whites. Um, so the yeah the the zombie horde, the frost, or whatever they call them. Um, yeah. The Night King and his troops. So, I mean, I don't. I'm hoping that they don't do that, and that they end the season off with them first setting foot on the ring. This does feel like the act break, um, and like where we might be now heading into that final act again. What I kind of 
ex- predicted at the beginning it was going to be three episodes kind of in three parts. Right. And this sort of feels like this might be it. So now it's going to be, what is this structure? How do we get to the structure? This is, you know, or, or what have you have to get the artifacts back or together in order to get us there. Uh, what is it for? And all the rest of it is going to be following. So, right. you know, but it's, it's, again, it's kind of like, well, we made it there. <laughs> right. Uh, I think maybe another example would be um, Westworld, right? Where you, you tune in the Westworld wanting to see the whole, you know, thing about the, the movie with, uh, killer robots and amusement park gone out of control. And you don't get the robots out of control until the end of the first season. Right. So, um, yeah, I'm just curious. Like I said, it's, uh, it'll be interesting to see how this all plays out, what the pacing of it is going to be. And certainly some of it is just going to be budget. Sure. Sure. Yeah. And, and for, yeah, I mean, for the Quan thing, yeah, I mean, there was there was no real even reason to have her there, but definitely the um, Mackie, her story. Um, I guess this is how both the humans and the aliens both find the government at the same the the covenant the, the halo at the same time, uh, because obviously Master Chief finds it even though they don't have both pieces of the artifact together. So that was still doesn't make sense. What's the other piece of the artifact? And then Mackie's there because now she knows or sees it. We're assuming they both know where it is now in the universe. So will now Mackie somehow escape or send a message through radio or something to the covenant. And so it'll be a race for the humans and the covenant to get there, and then that's where all the big battles are going to start, um, like like it is in the game. So, I guess the reinvention of how the the covenant finds the halo, or at least the first halo, in this show is is by having Mackie discover it somehow. You know, as we saw here, versus you know in the video games. You know how how they the the covenant found it because again the covenant doesn't have a a, a Mackie or a human uh, in their ranks like they do in this TV show. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Um, all right, what else uh, do we want to talk about? Uh, any any further things about that? Um, the Halo did look pretty awesome. It um, did. Loved it. Yeah, yeah, and and that's exactly how it is in the game where it's like Earth. Uh, with plants and animals and stuff, uh, but instead of a, a, a sphere, you, it's a ring. Like, and that's why I keep on saying that movie Elysium. Um, There's actually a book from the '80s uh, or maybe even '70s called Ring World. Right. Yeah. Yeah, you have. I mean, the the idea I think started as what's called the Dyson sphere, uh, which is the idea of building a sphere around a star. In which you can that, and which everyone could live on the inside, right? You get solar energy, you have plenty of space, you know. You build it, whatever, ninety-three million miles away, or whatever the the thing would be. Um, and then I guess at some point someone realized um, a sphere is a whole lot of real estate at, at that circumference. Um, and so 
uh, was it Niven? Yeah, Larry Niven. Larry Niven. Oh, was I was going to say David was... Niven, but that's a completely different thing. Yes, different thing. So uh, Larry Niven wrote a, a story about a Halo even before 2001. When oh yeah, um, it's yeah, actually, yeah. but it's called Ring World. That's that's the name of the first book. It's called Ring World. Gotcha. All right, that's interesting. Uh, yeah, yeah, and, and uh, Niven is is one of the the quote unquote top uh, sci-fi, um, hard sci-fi authors of all time. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. I, I, I didn't know it even existed. The, uh, I thought I thought the Halo uh, idea came from Halo, and Elysium just took that idea from Halo. But it appears that Larry Niven had already done it in Ringworld years earlier. So that's pretty interesting. Yeah, they actually just did it in um, an episode of the Book of Boba Fett, and and then and and, I, and a lot of the the, the real sci fi nerds laughed because. You had a lot of the fanboys saying that that Star Trek, Star Wars, was ripping off of Halo, and it's like no. <laughs> Came out in 1970, FYI. Yeah. So it's the idea, like everything in science fiction, shit's been around for a long time. Not a lot of original ideas. It's well, and he probably didn't come up with it. He probably utilized something that he knew of in the community. You know, an idea that had been out right, there. Right, because even that's coming from a Dyson sphere, which um, right, uh, which has nothing to do with the. Uh, uh, was it the Dyson fans? <laughs> the ones yes. that have no place. <laughs> uh, which are also ring-shaped. Oh my god, it's a conspiracy. <gasps> it is. <laughs> it's all connected. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, just it's a logical uh, deduction from that, right? Is to go from, you know, obviously surface of a sphere is, is a whole lot bigger than the uh, just the circumference of a sphere. Yeah, yeah, it is a cool, cool idea too. Um, especially the, the way you guys explained it through um, uh, Niven's Niven's story and, and the reason, um, and and how how it's. Uh, I guess I guess to make something like that would be easier than making a, a giant sphere. So, um, if if you had the technology to do it, obviously. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, like if you take the Earth and flatten the Earth. So just a couple of miles thick or, you know, yeah. however thick you would have to be to make a structure like this in space. Yeah. It's not even coming close to going around the circumference of a star the size of our sun. Um, right. Just the, the, the size of that kind of a project, the size and scope of it would be way beyond. That would be, you know, what some people like term super science. It goes way beyond what, what we could fathom, I think. Like a Death Star? Even a Death Star. It's, it's I mean, a Death, a Death Star is. Yeah. Well, well, we, we haven't even we haven't even uh, got, got in the uh, the what 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 is those things that Ivanov? I think it was Ivanov uh, did, which was the the elevator to space. Yeah, that's a, you yeah. know that would be awesome. You know, you just sit it in, in gravity, and then you build down, and then it just. We can you know. barely keep our space station up in the air in space. And we no. barely can keep elevators working down <laughs> Earth, so right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, that's true. Um, so, so yeah. So the Halo is pretty awesome, and and that's where all the war happens in the games. As, as folks who are familiar with this, the the video games, um, a lot of the the battles, besides some spaceship battles, uh, happen on terrain that that is is Halo. You know, with the plants and mountains and all those other things. 
Um, so yeah, yeah. Um, now uh, let's see. What else do we want to discuss? Is there anything else that we're missing? Uh, specific scenes or related to what we just talked about? We can uh, just also talk about. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was just going to say, Mackie obviously you can tell is, is, is still the evil person and she's worried that they're going to find out that it was her voice that called into the covenant. She killed all those people um, because uh, they, they told her that they have um, a voice and they're going to now analyze, make an analytical check on it. And so I think that's how they're going to find out. She's, I, th- I mean, they're talking about it. They could just say it, make it, say it to be, put some, some, I guess, uh, suspense there. But I think it also could be a Chekhov's gun um, for us to know that. Oh, that's how they, you know, they're going to find out how she's the villain. But what were you going to say, Sean? You were going to bring up another topic. Well, I was going to jump back to the sequence where uh, the admiral is having the discussion and about. Before it. you do that, oh. can I oh. just tag on to because it's about Mackie. And, and what Phil was just talking about. It, I find it interesting how she's trying to manipulate Master Chief, but he seems to be aware of it and not trusting her. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. He, he, she thinks she can manipulate him, but he is, even if he's stressed around her, he's seen enough to, to um, be able to fight it off, but you're right. He doesn't trust her at all. And he has his suspicions. Uh, now what he will think of her next week in the next episode, because, you know, the ending was when they're together on the standing in front of each other where, you know, that may make him, I guess, become a, a victim of hers or, something's going to happen where he, he just figures out more. I, I don't know. I mean, but in this episode, anyway, she could potentially he, switch sides too. Well, yeah, she, she could turn face, right? Yeah. She, she could. could get, you know, you know, just as like, she's trying to manipulate oh, like him. a double agent or something. Yeah. And, but yeah. then she ends up turning because maybe she sees the inherent good in the demon. And then she ends up, that's what changes her, her perspective or whatever. Right. Yeah, it's possible too. Yeah. And sorry, Sean, I didn't want to interrupt that, but I wanted. Oh no, to no, thought, no, that's fine. That's fine. to go with that that subject matter instead of having to go back to it. <laughs> yeah, no, no, totally understand. Totally cool. Um, Phil, can I just ask you a question? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Are you having? I keep getting really bad feedback. Yeah, I hear that when too. You're talking or is there something? When I talk. Yeah, yeah, there's like it's like really weird feedback. It's a happening. whine, like a whine when you talk. It really? doesn't constantly happen, but it's it, not it, constant. But it's like yeah, when it hits, it's loud. And it's high pitched. Yeah. All right. Um, Sorry to interrupt. Yeah. No. No worries. Uh, I, all right. Hopefully. Hopefully. Uh, I'll stay closer to my my uh, machine because I'm on a like uh, Bluetooth. So. Uh, oh. Yeah. So all right. Anyway, uh, Sean, you're gonna bring something up related to the episode. Yeah, so what I was going to do is jump back to the sequence where the Admiral is in her machinations because she's getting everyone, like, they're trying to blame her and try and get rid of her so that they can take the power kind of thing. And so she's making a plan to foist all the stuff on Halsey. And that was a cool scene, too, because they're, they're watching Master Chief interrogate Halsey. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But it was just interesting, right, just to see that amidst all of this stuff happening, people are are still more, you know, concerned about their own power base and stuff. As opposed yeah. to like the greater, greater issue that's happening. And it's just, it's funny that it's, it's almost like, uh, like, it's almost like reality. Where well, and that um, almost supports Halsey's reasoning, right? I'm smarter than everybody else. And these guys are all infighting. I'm the better person to manage this. So I'm going to do it through whatever way I have to. And all of that's right. Well, part she's part of the reason some of this goes on too. She is, but so, I don't see. I don't think she sees that. No, and I, I actually do appreciate that the, the yeah. idea that you have these characters who can't uh, see their own. Um, they don't have the self awareness. Yeah, they don't have that. Yeah, that's it. They don't have that self awareness to see how they're damaging things, how their their own little agendas are getting in the way of things, and you know this is the advantage of having when you have good leadership, a good leader should be able to get people to put those little um, squabbles aside. Yep. And, and you know, that's Matt. And I'm guessing that's master chief. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. He, is, he is definitely a force to be reckoned with. So. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. this is like, um, you know, like I'm a baseball fan. Like, so you you have to get a good manager. One of the things they do, it's not like the so much the tactic. It's just making sure everybody on the team is in the same place at the same time. And you know, this guy isn't worried about his contract coming up, and this guy's not worried about getting his next base hit. And everyone just focused on getting the team to win. Right. It's very easy for us if we don't have proper guidance to let our individual uh, desires and needs take precedence because that's just humanity yeah that's no that's an excellent point though exactly needing to have that actual strong leadership where they buy where people buy into it and, and they're trust. Then, and there trust is no me. yeah there's no trust <laughs> in this community because everyone's betrayed everyone else so like maybe master chief i mean he hasn't betrayed anybody but so in a way i'm surprised that they've gotten this far because it seems like there's so much of that. Now, I, I guess we're only seeing like a small picture of whatever the story is, and hopefully the rest of the settlements and all the stuff aren't involved in all this kind of stuff, but it's just like at the, the seat of this power base that we're seeing is super toxic. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Pe- 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 people are going to people. Yeah. 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 And and they've they've uh, decided to make this government um similar to um I guess most governments that we see yeah. today. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's a little too real. A little too real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah and, and it's curious too, because during the um the video games, when you play the video games, you know, you never focus is really at level that much. So why is it? Am I saying? Yeah, sorry. Yeah, that was no. That was your yeah. That weird it was the triple thing. It was the triple wine. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what's going on. Uh, anyway. Um, yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> that's all right. So basically, what what's occurring is is that um, in the games we don't see any of this machinations happening, but here we 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 do. So it is interesting. Uh, well, I don't. 
I don't think most games are going to have that much political stuff going on. Like Unless where it's actually it's, specifically set for that. Yeah, because so much of this has so many levels to it and so many different factions. I have uh, a question for you, Barrett, because you're going through the book. Is the book deal with any of this kind of stuff, the machinations that's going on in the series? Uh, well, so it's the Forerunners, okay. and there is a lot of that type of thing going on with on the Forerunners. The Forerunner. yeah. Okay, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's basically, yeah. yeah, the book I'm reading is basically sounds like the creation of the Halos and the downfall of the Forerunners. Okay, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. I wonder what the Forerunners look like. I don't know. I don't get a good description in the book of what they Isn't look like. Isn't there a couple of them that are in the games? Because there's yeah, like the like builder yeah. or someone. Oh, yeah, you're right. They're, they're like these floating blobs. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. there's like this smoky, like electrical black blob thing. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. And there's like the computer that they made that also yeah. survived. I can't yeah, because yeah, they, they have a big AI. That's one of the big things they have. They yeah. all have access to this huge AI, and the AI is uh, at goes one rogue. point goes rogue. Yes, oh. exactly. It goes rogue, and that causes a huge amount of problems. Which is interesting because that's another point that Master Chief even makes when he's talking about that scientist when he's got Halsey in the lab about that all tech goes bad. Yeah. <laughs> well, which should uh, worry yeah. her because they're partially tech because she's put all this yeah. stuff into them. <laughs> Right, right. So well, and, prophecy. I mean, if you if you make a semi sentient uh, robot or AI, and and the and the creatures that make them are flawed, you figure the robots will be as bad as the as the humans, you know, or the AIs will be as bad as the humans, you know. Well, and what I find interesting is, okay, so Cartana is her attempt to have more control over the Spartans, right? Yep. Now, they took away their feelings, <laughs> so it seems like that right there would be dangerous to begin with. And then, like, they don't have the control they've, they've thought they've had all along. If they have to create Cortana, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's a fair point. Yeah. That's a good point, yeah. Uh, let me ask you, so you were talking about the book. What Has anyone played Halo Wars? I haven't played that one. I haven't. Yeah, that, that was the one that, uh, what the heck happened? I it figured, was like a I real-time read... strategy game. I think it was, and... Yeah. That sounds fun. And, yeah, but, I mean, that might go more into detail about these things. Yeah. Um, just as a thought. Um, right. Yeah, so right. all the stuff, like the back, because it's, you know, war, so it's large-scale um, I don't know how much politics, real-time strategy games get into. Like, you know, if you're playing chess, you're not worried about the political machinations between the bishops and the king. No. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, you know, you're just basically, oh, I have to put units here, I have to put units there. But it certainly could be looking at, like, the larger political structure and factions within the, each side. And, you know, so I could certainly see that as a possibility. Mm -hmm. um, I was just hoping that might might shed a little bit more light on that. But again, I think I'm perfectly happy with just saying, okay, here's here's the Halo universe, here's the backstory you never quite got. Yeah. I mean the problem is really gonna be then what happens when you get to the story itself. Right. 
Yeah, right. Um, let's see. Uh, anything else we wanted to get to about this episode or just Halo in general? Well, I'll say the actress who's playing Halsey is doing a fantastic job. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she's, she's great. <laughs> I think she's from Scotland or something. I forget. The guy, playing Master, the guy playing Master Chief is awesome, too, because you get a yep. lot from just the look on his face. Yes, he does a really good job with the emoji. Yeah, it, it's, it's, it's strange because, you know, in the games, you never see his face. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's really odd that we see more. I was expecting when they showed his face in episode one, it was the only time they were going to show his face and they, then he would have the helmet the rest of the series. But it's actually been opposite. I'm kind of glad because then people would really be more right about their comparison to the Mandalorian. Oh. Right, yeah, because the Mandalorian, they don't take it off at all, right? Really? Well, they're not he, supposed to. He, yeah, they're not supposed to, yeah. It's a religious done thing. It three times in 18 episodes? Yeah. yeah. You, you could say the that there were episodes, pivotal times, though, so it makes sense. Yeah, yeah they have, but they, they've had to come up with story excuses. Like, he's, yeah. right. he's shot and he needs medical treatment. <laughs> right? So that's how they justified it. Or he took it off in front of a robot. Which didn't count. Or the but, goodbye to but, Grogu. But, and... but every time I, I, I hear that comparison, it seems like it's just a comparison because they're helmeted, they have they're, they're, they're helmeted characters. And that's right. the only thing that, that's really anything I, I like between the two series. Yeah. Right. So you so can compare like, that if you want to Judge Dredd. Yeah, I was going right. to say, like, you're the one who pointed up before yeah. about Judge Dredd. And they're science fiction. They're both science fiction stories in the far future. Right, right. right. And, yeah. and, and I'd also point out, by the way, uh, comic book fans have been complaining about this shit for years. It's like, oh, look, it's been 30 seconds. Is it time for Peter Parker to take his mask off again? <laughs> there he goes. Right. Actually, Barrett, you are wrong. Star Wars was uh, a long, long time ago in a galaxy. Yeah, whatever. Um, <laughs> I, I got you, man. I got you. It depends on when you come from. It's a far-flung future or past. <laughs> but it, it's still science fiction, no matter what. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I was just trying to bust your balls. To be yeah, you got me. You got me. <laughs> um, so, uh, but yeah, the, yeah, the dread, that's a good example, too. Yeah, yeah. And again, that that's the only difference. The only, I mean, the only thing that's similar is, is right. the helmet. Again, I don't you know? compare them. I just don't want people to have ammunition to just poo-poo something because of that. You know what I mean? So I'm glad it's different. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, it I am curious. Bother me. I am curious what the real fans and if, and if you are uh, new to the podcast, I will repeat that I have only played the first game many years ago. Um probably over a decade ago. So I'm, I do wonder what the diehard fans were expecting out of this because, you know, this is, you know, you weren't going to be doing, you know, a, a whole nine episodes of, you know, running and jumping and shooting and blowing <laughs> shit up. And, um, and I know there's more to it than the game. There's, there's, there is story to it, but 90% of the game is running around shooting and blowing things up. Um, so I, I don't know what, they were thinking you were going to get again i know the novels have enriched the universe quite a bit and there's been comics and there was the the halo wars uh video game that expands it i guess you know to a larger scale 
So I'm aware of all that. I get it. You know, but what were they thinking this was going to focus on? Or were they thinking that you could just straight up adapt a first person shooter without making any significant changes? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, the worst thing for me, has anyone seen the movie Hardcore Henry? I have not seen it. Uh, Yeah, that was that first person thing, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a movie that was uh, starring, quote unquote, starring. I think it was Charlton Copley from District Nine, and who gets like hijacked, and they put cameras in his brain, and uh, he's basically turned into a killing machine, and the entire thing is watched from his point of view. And it is basically like a movie first-person shooter. And I know some people really dug it. It, it wasn't quite my thing. Uh, but I was, 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 was were people expecting that? Were people expecting us to go through the whole thing with never quite getting to know Master Chief? Maybe it would have worked if they kept him masked the whole time. Um, I just find that hard to believe. I don't find that very likely. Because yeah. ha- using this story that they're going with, they're trying to get some, you know, real. Um... He could never have a human quality without without taking off the helmet. If right. he kept it on all the time, you would not feel the same that you feel for him. Well, even that, I'll argue, you know, you if you can get a human quality, and they do, out of R2-D2, which is a yeah. trash can. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> it, it is possible. But I think in this particular case, it would be very difficult to make it the same. Right. I think, like, I look at, uh, say, Peter Welker. Not Peter Welker. Uh, Peter Weller. Right. From uh, Robocop. 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 Yeah. yeah. Right. He, I mean, he did a lot of work with uh, a mime coach to get body language and inflection so he could really convey a lot without a lot of facial expressions. And that would be the kind of thing you would probably have to do if you wanted to be um, uh, really making the most out of Master Chief with his helmet on. Yeah. Well, even like with the the Judge Dredd, like the the movie that had Carl Irving, he really did a great job of emoting through the mask. Oh yeah. At least I thought he did. did. Well, you so, could I mean, see it's quite you could see his lower jaw, right? So there's right. still part of a human there. But it's like Batman too, right? Where you see just you see the 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 mouth, right? But a golden helm where you can't even see a face, where it's just a reflective surface. Yeah, it's just that's a little inhuman. And and they still had to have him take the mask off when he's confronting the penguin with Catwoman. <laughs> and, he, and he has and he has to, and he like literally has to rip it off. Um, because it was a rubber mask and bat and, and Michael Keaton's eyeshadow magically disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, look, it's, it's doable. I think a lot of that stuff was always like Spider-Man, right? One of the things with Spider-Man is that none of the face is visible. That was one of the smart things they did with the Tom Holland things was making the eyes work. Yeah. Uh, right. Even if it doesn't yep. make a whole lot of sense narratively, <laughs> it is something that they've been doing for years in the comics just to give him some expression. Um, and no one's ever thought twice about it um, because everyone kind of got that it was an artistic expression. And then they had to come up with a bullshit justification for it because in live action, it's harder to get away with something as just an artistic flourish. 
Um, so Spider-Man, again, that's where the mask... So yeah, I think the full mask, full um, reflective service, that's not. That's going to be really hard for people to connect with. And God forbid they actually change the... Like, could you imagine if they changed the mask? <laughs> you know, to get rid of a mouth plate or they maybe made it not reflective or so you could see his eyes in the helmet. Yeah, um, that would really that, be complained about. Yep. That would be a disaster, yeah. It yeah. would, yeah. Yeah, because then it's not Halo. Right. Well, yeah. at least this way, you still have... Right. You have the iconic uniform is there. Yep. Yeah, and the battle scenes, he's he's got it all on. Yep. Right. Yep. Yeah, and I've, I've uh, not, not been um, upset about it. Um, I, I mean, I, it took me a little bit to get used to, because it was unexpected, but... Um, it makes sense in it and it's fine. So, yeah. Yeah. There are yeah, but, some but, changes that get made that are not good, but this, this one is totally fine. Yeah. So again, if I would love to hear from some, some of the, the real diehard fans yep. that are listening to this podcast, because uh, I'm, I'm not saying, I want to be clear. I'm not like saying it like, well, what were you thinking? I, I'm really honest. Like what, what were you hoping to get from it? Have you like warmed to some of the changes? Are you like, really like, is Quan your favorite character now? You want <laughs> God, I hope not. Do you want the Quan Chronicles? <laughs> um, I, I don't know. So I'm just curious how, how people, again, what were, you, what were you expecting and wanting and how much are you getting what you want? Or are you just feeling really frustrated because we are six episodes deep and you've caught a glimpse of the halo in a hallucination? Right. Because, by the way, there's lots of movies where I did not get what I was expecting. Oh, yeah. And and I still was happy with it because it wasn't what I expected, but I thought what well, was really good. Um, I mentioned, like I mentioned, Better Call Saul. It was not, was, uh, the show is not what I was expecting it to be. Oh, it's I still, fantastic. <laughs> but I still love it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, right, right. And, and that's a really good example of mike because our analogy if you prefer because saul is quote unquote in the universe of um breaking bad and yet um it is i don't want to say it's completely dissimilar but it's definitely different so uh something that i guess like you said you weren't expecting how it would come out and, and it actually is awesome as, as you said john so yeah it's absolutely it is yeah. Final season is going so great, good right now. Right, right. It's is the only it you than, can do. Is it, oh, sorry. Is it better than the Ozark finals? Uh, I would say so. Uh, like, I just watched the Ozark over the weekend, so, and I've only seen the first three episodes so far. Like, the next episode drops tonight, so after we get finish this, oh, I'll how, watch how, how episode you, four. So, you're saying Saul, Saul is better? Yeah, I've enjoyed it more. You suck. Burning <laughs> You are a Canadian yeah, see, ginger. See, uh, see, Sean, I know, I know, you're Canadian, and uh, Canadians aren't great at duplicity. But uh, yeah, you were you were being totally set up there. Yeah, yeah I figured. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I disown you, Sean. Disown you. That was quick. You liked me before. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but that's her- heretic stuff. Heretic stuff. Uh huh. Um, but but, yes. but well, the first. The, uh, out of the second drop of season two, four of Ozark, the first five out of the seven were incredible. 
So the, I'm not saying Ozark is bad, but to me, I just like I'm. I don't know. It's maybe it's something about the way the story is being told. Or, you don't have to defend yourself. You can like watch it better. He doesn't. No, okay. he doesn't have to defend himself. He's explaining reality to you. Oh, oh, so Mike has to throw in the, the bomb. I really like Saul, but it's hard for me to watch because it's very stressful to me. One of the amazing things about it is just like the with Breaking Bad is just the the, the shots that they choose. All right, all right, we, we're gonna get like, back to Halo. But yes, yeah. anyways, yeah, yeah. So, uh, yeah, because our listeners are going, what the hell are they but but oh. but I will. Here's here's here. Let me fold it back. See the the advantage you have with um with Better Call Saul is that it's building off Breaking Bad. It's oh, a thing that... Me. Let me get oh, there. Is, Hang on there, Phil. I know. I, I there, see where Phil. you're going, so continue. Hang I'm on sorry. there, Phil. It was yeah. building off Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was a you know huge success, made a lot of money for them. They knew they could cash in with Better Call Saul, and so they gave all the money to Vince Gilligan, and they gave him all the time, and he said, I need more time between seasons to get this right. And they said, no problem. Here you go. And so the hope here is that Halo has done really well for Paramount, and I have no idea where the ratings are still at this point, whatever they, or the viewings or clicks or downloads or minutes or whatever stupid metric they're using to justify the billions of dollars they're spending on these things, the $30 million an episode on Stranger Things. Hopefully they give that money and time and stuff to the creators, the show and runners. Hopefully they, they pulled in good showrunners to carry it forward um and not the showrunners that are notorious for ruining things right right um and hopefully that will develop right because there's going to be uh yeah we know there's a fan base we're going to spend some money on it but you know we we don't know that we are going to make so much money off of this that we could justify you know, like that that ending battle sequence more than once or twice a season from last episode where like, yeah. just, you know, um, so, yeah, it's going to be maybe and ho- I'm hoping they, they can do that. I mean, that that is a luxury that that the last season of Bed- uh, Breaking Bad and the uh, the six seasons of Better Call Saul has had has had that luxury of time and money and really time more than anything. Um, because that's always the enemy of things in television. So you're rushing a production schedule to meet a date and you get things that are just kind of good enough for the moment. Right. And hopefully they get, they have time to work all of this out. Yes. Yes. And I mean, you know, the last few episodes have been pretty solid. So as long as they stay away from Kwan. Wow. That I wouldn't yeah. expect. <laughs> yeah, I know. I, I'm, I'm, I'm expecting very... next episode to be a Quan story. Uh, heavy, I know. So. Uh, that is exact. That's exactly what I'm expecting. Yeah. Well, they're not going. Uh, uh, they're not going to leave her alone for two episodes, right? Um, they're not going to go away from that arc. The, especially when they ended it. Yeah. I forgot. Where they ended it <laughs> on on, for lack of a better term, a cliffhanger with her hitting Sorrel Soren in the head. You know, and and it's just going to be like, yeah, we just decided not to go back to that story for three episodes. So I imagine <laughs> they're going to go back next week. I do wonder, like, when they're writing this, are they really into it? Are they like, oh, my God, they, you won't believe what happens next. Oh, my God, this is such an awesome story. Everyone's going to love it. <laughs> um, Oops. <laughs> 
a big oops. Yeah. <laughs> again, you know, just we'll, we'll see. We'll see where it all goes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they could solve it easily where they just kill her, ha- have them die. Yeah. Like, like they just starve in the desert and that's it. Or, or <laughs> they get, they get mugged and, 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 and killed while they're mugged. You know, well, I don't yeah. want him yeah, to I die. I'm, I just want Quan to go. Right. Well, well, right, right. But if he goes too, I, I mean, he's just collateral damage to that story, so I have no problems. You know, just just get rid of the story completely. You know? And and again, I, as I've been saying, I think yeah, also, like we don't have know. a problem with the actor actor. Get them involved in the ongoing story. Well, Bring well, them and, on board in a way that makes sense. Well, I don't think they need a kid. I think that's the problem more than than anything else. Uh, that's well. That's one problem. It's like there's no kids in Halo. There's no kids in Halo. Um, and then of course it's like well, it's there has to be some. Well. I know, but if they don't focus, you don't see them. Yeah, <laughs> I mean it's not important. You know, that'd be pretty creepy to see kids be turned into the flood. Yeah, right, right. Or or or, uh, or have uh, Halsey capture more kids and and turn them more into Spartans or something. Right, and it's not like, you know, that she's five. She's like 16, 17 years old. Probably the actress, I wouldn't be shocked to find out the actress is considerably older. Um, And they do have a potentially interesting story going on with her. Um, it's just not the story we, we, we've tuned in to see. And stuff. Right. It's it's not the uh, Spartans against the Covenants. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's fair. If that was a story on a different TV show, it's like that a was side happening. mission. Yeah, it's like a yeah. side mission, but it's one that I don't want to play. But without, the, but without the the character that you have, it's right? Like, exactly. <laughs> but this is like the the old like the Star Trek Next Generations, like where they have to because Next Generation had such a big cast, right? Where it wasn't just the Shatner and Nimoy show. Um. And, and McCoy, like, I'm going with McCoy. Going with McCoy. And McCoy, right, but those were the, the main characters, yeah. and everybody was completely ancillary to that, where it would be like, oh, we'll have Picard and Worf and the Klingons, and over here, Data's going to learn about cooking. <laughs> it's just because we have to give the actors something to do, and they've turned this into five episodes of Data learning how to cook. Could you right? consider Kwan, like, Wesley Crusher? No, because I liked Wesley, Wesley was way Crusher. more annoying. But um, <laughs> I liked him. What's Wesley Crusher from? Well, it was from Next Generation was the was the Doctor's yeah. son who uh, mm-hmm. a lot of people okay. blamed for ruining the first season. <laughs> well, and did they get rid of the character? No. Kind of, but basically, uh, when the actor got older and. Right, they don't right. have to do other things, I think, and it's just they they kind of ran out of stuff to do with them. But but that that's what was great about the first the original um, Star Trek was like you said you had the three main characters, and then the the secondary characters were there, but they didn't focus side stories on them a lot. You know, they, they yeah, well, that, ask those them. actors how they feel about that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, but hey, yeah, but they 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 weren't hired to be. The star, and they just happen to be. Oh, but there's a lot off. of stories about how. Oh, this was supposed uh, to be. Uh, oh, right, ep- right, right. An episode for William for Sulu, Shatner. and then Shatter's right. like, "Don't you think this makes more sense for Kirk?" 
Well, to be honest, though, anything that Sulu that actor says, I, I I don't I don't know, but I wouldn't trust him. But but I see your point. I wouldn't be surprised that there he's telling some truth, even though. Why wouldn't uh, you trust him? Do you have reason to not trust him? Uh, I don't have reason to trust him or Kirk, the guy that plays William Shatner, or any of them. Yeah, I was wondering why well, you wouldn't have trust for him. Be, in because because that guy, that actor attacks um the um William Shatner a lot Yeah, but William Shatner is a notorious dick from what we hear. Yeah. So if I, I mean, go off what we hear, Shatner's the the, the worst one of the two. So that's yeah, why I'm I mean, trying to understand a, why you don't like this him isn't this him. isn't a new thing, right? It's like Nimoy wasn't talking to him by the end either. Um right. and Shatner said, Well I don't know I just saw Shatner live and Shatner was asked about that. He said, I don't know why, you know, I don't know what happened. Well, no, he, and I looked it up online. He knows damn well what happened. He just didn't want to know, want to admit it is that he was doing some little, uh, documentary thing. And he didn't ask Nimoy. And, and he, no, he asked Nimoy okay. to do a Nimoy, to like to do an interview. And he said, well, I don't want to do, it's like, I'm, I'm, I'll, I'll talk to you for background, but I don't want any of this used. um, I don't want any of this used in your in your in your movie. And he used it. He promised he wouldn't, and he did. <laughs> and and Nimoy gotcha. finally said, "All right, fuck it, I'm done with you." And 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 he would and he stopped talking after that because he's played he's done shit like that his whole career. Now I've always said, you know what? Um, Shatner was doing what he could for his career. All the other actors were trying to do the same thing. Yeah, Shatner exactly. was just more Better. successful at it. <laughs> um, but. You know, it really, he did have a habit, I guess, of just being a bit of a dick, and it's 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 an on it's an it's a it's a long thing, unfortunately. And yeah, I yeah. say that as someone who has in on the podcast never uh, ever made any secret of my absolute love for William Shatner uh, as the greatest actor of his generation. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, uh, 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 well, he, he was pretty good in Judgment of Nuremberg. So, anyway, um, and the so, Twilight episode, the Twilight Zone episode. Yeah, he was real good in that. Yeah. Well, he, he was good in Star Trek too. But anyway, oh, well, yeah. we should oh, get yeah. back to we get back to Halo. But yeah, yeah, I mean, maybe that guy that played Sulu uh, is right, but he just seems like a angry bastard, just like Shatner does. Then That's they all are. I wouldn't say anything about anyone. I mean, it's just not worth it, right? <laughs> it's just, yeah, yeah. Well, well, it was when when he went up, uh, Shatner went up into space, and then Sulu, whatever that guy, actor's name is, just went George nuts. Takei. Yeah, George Takei just went nuts for no reason, attacking him. And it's like, all right, if you're gonna attack William Shatner, attack him for reasons that are legit. What's the big deal? It, I, actually, it's kind of cool that he went into space. So you know, so it was yeah, just stupid. I think it was that's just that, that, that's stuff. personal vendetta, and yeah. that's pettiness, yeah. and that's something. Yeah. And it also, is playing to your audience. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, that's yeah. another thing. He's a he's a he's a audience player. You're right. Yeah. Because and it's, and it's all on Twitter. You know, Twitter's just a hellhole. So, yeah, that's a fair point, Mike. Yeah, playing to the audience. Um. All right. So uh, back to Halo. Uh. And and any use listeners, you know, I mean, again, we we, we talked about a couple other shows. Uh, that aren't related to Halo, both science fiction and otherwise, but they're they're good analogies and stuff. There's some good stuff there. So hopefully our little 
side topics uh, don't upset you. But you can email us at darkdiscussions at AOL.com or go to contact us on the Dark Discussions website and uh, email us and let us know your opinions. As, as Mike said, uh, we want to hear your opinions on uh, Halo itself and your thoughts uh, that, you know, as big fans of the game and the universe and the books and all that stuff, your thoughts about yeah. this show. I think um, we'd but, all love to hear that, actually, because yes. it, it yeah. would be interesting. And direct the hate mail to the Canadian. We all understand that process. Yeah, we're all good with that. <laughs> we're all good with that. Um, yeah, yeah. And I will yeah. and I will say as an addendum to uh, Phil's concerns earlier, this will be the last outside of Halo comments, but Ozark is worth watching. <laughs> I just monster. have a little bit of a preference with Better Call Saul. Monster. You just Monster. went down the list, man. You made a mistake. You got yeah. you fell into you <laughs> fell into the trap. You did. You're blacklisted. I'm gonna, I'm gonna ghost you. Oh man. <laughs> Again. Anyway, anyway, anyway. Uh, on, a, on a serious note, um, Halo. Back to Halo. Uh, anything else on Halo? No, I think um, you know we can finally get to where we've been wanting to go to the entire time. And I think you're right. The Quan storyline. Oh, don't even say exactly. That. <laughs> uh, but I think you may be right. Unfortunately, besides the Quan story, that is. Um, I think you may be right, Mike. Uh, since this is a, a what a nine episode season one, and this is the third act that we're just about to join, which is the inheritance is the next um, title for the next episode. Uh, maybe the next three episodes, even with the unfortunate Quan stuff, uh, will be a lot of the actual halo stuff too so we'll find out maybe, Barry, maybe we're, we're only two away from the penultimate yeah no that's nuts maybe we'll see the flood i'm hoping we see the flood especially when you get to the halo itself maybe you know they, they can see the flood especially yeah, when i, I they... have a fear that the flood may be a vision because you said you saw image of the flood in um yeah but i didn't it was really the worms and i thought the, it was the flood yeah, like oh okay people like all the worms yeah so so I may have misspoken, and and they haven't shown the flood at all yet in the trailer. It was the worms. So, yeah. so hopefully the flood will be there, but man, it would be a little bit of a letdown if we don't get any flood whatsoever. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. That would be awesome if we get it. I hope so. Fingers crossed. The flood is the best. That's when it, the real horror comes in, like you said, Mike. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, all right, so we're pretty much uh, done with uh, Solace, uh, S-O-L-A-C-E, uh, episode six. Uh, next week is Inheritance, episode seven. That debuts on May 5th, and we will be recording on May 8th to have it released on May 9th, our podcast on Inheritance, episode seven. Um so I guess we can go and do a round table of our final thoughts on this episode here. So let's start with you, Mike. Yeah. I, you know, I don't know if there's a whole lot, I, I, which you may have picked up uh, from this conversation to say about this episode. A lot of it's really just there. Uh, and, and all the cards kind of got laid out on the table this episode. But again, I really do appreciate that. Uh, we live in an age where stories are often dragged out way longer than they should be. Um, what, what what is it the uh, uh, the Broadway show Wicked has now been, was been adapted to a movie, but now they're going to turn it two movies. They want two movies, so they're going to stretch that story out for four hours. Uh, you know, so I ha- I appreciate the fact that they're 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 moving along, they're going at a good clip. 
I think I've said that about a dozen times in the last uh, couple of episodes. And they're keeping it well-paced, and they're moving the story forward and giving the fans – I don't say if they're giving the fans what they want, but they're moving them in the direction the fans probably would want them to go once they got to this point. All right, sounds good. Uh, Sean, what do you got? Uh, yeah, I'd say this is a very solid episode for sure. Lots of enjoyable uh, stuff that uh, pushes the story along uh, and uh, really – Hoping the last three episodes really knock it out of the park. All right, sounds good. Uh, Bart? Yeah, I really enjoyed this episode. I think it did what it needed to do. Um, it's making the story move forward. A lot of good acting, a lot of good plot. Um, it just was a really well-written episode, so I was very happy with it, and I'm looking forward to the last third of the season. All right. Uh, yeah, for me, um, yeah, it's a, it's a pretty awesome uh episode uh for different reasons than the battle scene we saw in the last episode uh so hopefully uh they keep on focusing on the master chief story mostly the last three episodes and uh i'll be happy and yeah so uh looking forward to inheritance um all right so uh once again we are cortana's communiques the halo podcast which can be found under that feed wherever podcasts are found but it's also uh, released under the Dark Discussions podcast feed, again, wherever podcasts are found. And you can also listen to the episode on darkdiscussions.com as well. Uh, we do want emails at darkdiscussions at aol.com or on the menu on darkdiscussions.com, the contact us link. And we will uh, get emails that way too. And we will read your episode. I mean, your emails on the episode. So I guess that's pretty much it. So, uh, Mike, why don't you do this out? All right. So I think we're heading into the home stretch, and we hope you will join us next week for episode 1.7 of the of uh, of Halo and Cortana's communiques, and uh, see if we can get any closer to reaching the great big ring in the sky. <laughs>